Katie on the front porch, and we are going to discuss cookbooks. Very fun. <laughs> and if we use them. <laughs> I love looking at cookbooks. <laughs> I love looking at cookbooks, too, but I am sorry to say I don't use them. Like, my Not grandmother either. used them. So what do you use them for? So I look at the pictures, <laughs> and I do use the Better Homes and Gardens, like, standard red and white checked cookbook um, to learn how to do basics like scramble uh -huh. an egg or make an omelet um, but mostly I buy them because they're pretty yeah, yeah. every year I have a cookbook on my Christmas list and pretty much every year Scott will get me a cookbook and I love it and I spend I'll read it cover to cover and every once in a while I'll go back to look at it for inspiration but it's rare that I use it for the recipe or actually follow the recipe couple exceptions. One is my mother-in-law gave me Pines and Plantations when we were married. Oh, the Thomasville. The Thomasville. It's put out by Vashti. It's a fundraiser cookbook. The ugliest book you've ever seen. <laughs> you know, a cover is not attractive. It's not an attractive cover. It's a typical... It's like a church cookbook. It's a church. That's what I was going to say. It's a yeah. church cookbook. And then you know what? I've really found it's kind of fun to actually see the names of people in town yes. who make it and then, you know, Make it, or at church, and whenever you have a covered dish at church, people say, "Oh, this is whatever recipes on such and such page of Pines oh, and Plantation," and everybody knows it. Yeah. Um, but when I got that, I was like, "Oh, great! That that'll go in the box and you know, right. on the bottom shelf." But I've actually for baking. Yeah. And that's where I guess cookbooks are maybe helpful. Um, is for baking because. I do feel like you need a recipe. Yeah, you do need to follow. And I'm a follow the recipe cook. I'm not very inventive. Oh. I need to follow the recipe. And I just happen to use, sadly, Pinterest now more than anything else. Okay. And I use the cookbooks as inspiration. But you're the second or third person who has told me they read the cookbook front to back, like, and just enjoy reading it. Yeah. Um, I have a friend, Jen, who she just swears by when she's down in the dumps, like, reading a cookbook. Absolutely. And I do not, like, I like flipping through it to look at the pictures. Um, I like cookbooks with stories. Uh -huh. um, there's the cookbook Dinner, a love story. Yeah. And she weaves in stories. I love that. Um, and I hold on to cookbooks for sentimental reasons. Like, uh, it's funny you mentioned your mother-in-law. So my mom, uh, when Jordan and I got married, gave me our church cookbook. Uh -huh. um, but it was from the year I was born or something oh, like that. Neat. And she had all the women in church sign next to their recipe and write me a note. And wow. it was one of the best wedding gifts I got. Wow. I just thought it was so sweet. That and is a great gift. So that's why I like cookbooks. And I'll say, with in my Pines and Plantations cookbook, next to it, like my banana bread recipe, and that is probably the dirtiest page yes, in I the love book. That part of yeah, there's notes like you need to add cinnamon. Um, but I'm not a recipe follower, mm -hmm. and I don't think recipes are meant to be followed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be... You're inventive. <laughs> You're creative. <laughs> well, I think I've heard a chef say something like, recipes no more make a good cook than sermons make a saint. Oh. Um, <laughs> so guidelines, you know, yeah. I guess I just am not good at following directions. And, it's more and I'm the opposite. Please give me directions. <laughs> She's a rule follower. <laughs> That's I'm right. A, a a <laughs> yes, please give me rules and then I will know what to do. Which is great with cookies or something. Although I have even found with cookies that you shouldn't add as much flour so you get a nice crispy awesome. cookie. Um, yeah. So always lessen the flour. And so what I like to read is the techniques, and um, like Smitten Kitchen is one of my favorite cookbooks okay. because she gives you alternatives and say I tried. She'll say I tried this, I tried that. And this is what I found, and so oh, I kind of like nice. reading that part. Yeah, um, I do like. We got it in at Christmas this year, and I asked for it for Christmas and got it. Um, it's the I Can't Cookbook. 
Oh. Or the Can't Cookbook by um, Jessica Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's oh, yeah. I love it because it's so um I wouldn't offend you for a celebrity cookbook. I know, type. but this one is legit. Like, <laughs> it gives specific instructions and how to, like, outline your kitchen. Uh -huh. I don't know. It's just really helpful. And then one year when I was feeling like a really good wife, I um, tried to cook my way, you know, like julie and julia kind of uh -huh. thing through jamie oliver's cookbook oh that's fun and it was so fun and uh -huh. i'm sorry to say that lately i just feel like i haven't had a lot of time and i mm -hmm. feel like cookbooks deserve your time yeah um but when i made time for jamie oliver's cookbook i love doing it but i do uh -huh. follow, i do follow the recipe pretty much to a t yeah you know, I was reading before we did this about some of my favorite cookbooks and reading reviews about them and one of my favorites and I actually remember where I was when I read it. Often I do, like the first time I read a cookbook where I was and it brings back that whole memory. Yeah. Well, when Alice Waters in the Green Kitchen came out, I was working at the bookstore and I probably neglected all the customers that day because I just yeah. sat at the counter and read it um, front to back. But one of the reviews I was reading on it was like, this is totally for rich white people who have a lot of time to <laughs> go find their fresh vegetables. Yeah. And you're right, it is kind of a luxury thing in yeah. a lot of these cookbooks. It seems to take a lot it's of time. time. I think that's what it is. And that's why I wind up like typing into Pinterest, uh -huh. give me a 30 minute meal, or I go to Publix and grab their like meal card mm -hmm. and I bake or cook directly from that. I was wondering um, who actually uses those. Me, I do. <laughs> and you know, I told my sister-in-law about them. She didn't, she kind of was like, what is that? And I was like, you don't go into your Publix. I just go into my Publix, grab the card, and they have all the ingredients needed for the card right there. Like, I don't even have to go around the grocery store. It's uh, amazing. That's but, so um, not creative. And for a creative <laughs> person like yourself, I'm Maybe a little it's bit because shocked. I'm creative in a lot of other ways. And so when it comes to cooking, although I love the food memoir. Okay. That is, okay, so maybe my cookbook is the food memoir because that's when I get inspired. Mm -hmm. Like when I read Shauna Nyquist's Bread and Wine, oh. which I'm pretty sure I shared with you. One of my favorites, um, yep. And then I just finished Delancey by mm -hmm. Molly Weisenberg. And I do remember when I read her first book, A Homemade Life, I made the flourless chocolate cake or some kind yeah. of chocolate cake recipe and I loved it. And I'm so proud of myself because I actually read the book and then did a recipe from the book. And the neat thing about these food memoirs, for instance, with bread and wine, is it gives you the context for enjoying the food. So, yes. for instance, in bread and wine, one of the recipes that I use a lot is her blueberry crumble. Yes, yeah. And so she talks about how she gets this huge flat of blueberries every year when they come in, yeah. freezes them, talks about how to do that, and then throughout the year she can have this great warm dessert. And I think she even says she doesn't even use it as a dessert. Like sometimes, She uses it for breakfast. Yeah, sometimes it's a breakfast food. And yeah, that is genius. Yeah. And so I think I like the flexibility of how wide a food memoir can be. And, yeah. you know, and so yes, now I buy the huge flat of strawberries or of blueberries and, yeah. and use them. Yeah, it's inspirational. And I think, again, it goes back to convenience and time, which is sad. Um, and maybe that's something I need to work on. But I'm most drawn to them during the summer months. Uh -huh. So I remember last summer when I was at the beach with my family, my brother and I both read through The Supper of the Lamb, um, huh. which uh, is by, I believe he was a priest. Um, and it's a total food memoir, but he mm -hmm. also talks about making your own chicken broth and things like that. But I finished the book totally inspired because it wasn't just about the recipes. It was about gathering around the table. Yeah. And that's a concept that I love. Mm -hmm. um, and so cooking 
and forcing myself to make a recipe is not my most favorite thing to do but tell me it's for a purpose of gathering around the table with my friends or my family and then I get excited yeah and that's I'm with you there there's no reason for me to cook unless it's to have people around the yeah. table and there's nothing I like more than having people in my house at my table yeah um, and so yeah I tend to be drawn to cookbooks that talk about how to entertain and, and that's why I think I like the Barefoot Contessa does this, um, but Alice Waters, mm -hmm. I just love her techniques of like, here's how to roast a perfect chicken. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a good technique on how to roast a perfect chicken, you need to read about it. Okay. Because there is nothing more gratifying than taking out this beautiful roasted bird <laughs> and making yourself feel like a culinary genius when it's so easy. Okay, um, so, yeah, and it's a good thing for rule followers. So Good, then I'll there are some, at it. Yeah, there, there are some <laughs> rules I think you need to follow with roasting good. chickens. Well, good. I'm glad to know cookbooks are still, you know, they're such a huge part of our store. Like mm -hmm. Cookbooks are still such a big seller, um, but I've wondered why, and I right. think it is a comfort, mm -hmm. a comfort thing and a beauty thing. It is. And maybe, you know, just like some people prefer e-books to regular books, I think there are still people who prefer cookbooks for their stories and for their pictures, things that you can't get on Pinterest. That's right. And one last thought on that is I think there's a book that talks about how to read and that one of the deeper levels of reading is asking questions about what you're reading yeah. and you know creatively thinking about what you're thinking mm -hmm. and I think it's the same with cookbooks you can just read the recipes and just use the recipes right but take it to the next level this right. is, that's that would be my challenge take it to the next level ask questions about the recipes and then figure out how to apply them in your life and with what you have yeah just a guidebook good Fun. Thank you guys for joining us for episode two of From the Front Porch. As usual, we would love your thoughts and comments. You can find us online, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. <laughs>